0: I like rubber chickens. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Good rubber chicken.
1: Oh, man. So I've got a drink here. I've got um hear that. This is, um, is that
0: you? Is that you? Guzzling alcohol?
1: I do. I have. Uh, I have some apple vodka with just Ooh. a splash of lemonade, which is rather. Yeah, it's it's a rather decadent drink for me, uh, but I saw it in the store and I was like, "Ooh, I haven't had vodka for a long time." Um, not out of you know spite. I just never got around to it. So I'm <laughs> sipping yeah. on that.
0: Damn you, vodka!
1: <laughs> you held. You've held me for too long. Um, <laughs> So there we go. So that was cool. Um, so it's a long time since we chatted. We've had a yeah, few, few podcast times. we, we do the,
0: the text thing back and forth pretty regularly, but we don't get to talk face to face as often.
1: I know. It's been a really tough time in trying to catch up with things. I know you've been busy and I've been busy. We just quickly catch up with what we've been up to. I fitted out my workshop, my workshop is almost finished. Oh, man, the so, pictures
0: you just sent me look great.
1: Yeah, it's getting there. I've got some double doors, some oak double doors that are being custom made uh, to go in there with the frame. That should be coming in the next couple of weeks. And then that's this place done because it's a little bit cold at the moment because the, the breeze gets in through the cracks of this old door. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, because it's getting chilly now. Uh, so speaking cool. of
0: cold, we're
1: it was supposed to be in the
0: 50s today, but it's in the 30s and going to start snowing any
1: minute. Wow. Is that going to interfere with your trip away? I don't think so. I hope not. So we should just mention where you're going, by the way. I am know.
0: going back to China
1: Yay! again. It's a shorter visit
0: this time, um, but I'm going to be packing a lot of stuff into a short visit. I'm going to be gone for 10 days this time instead of six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I'm doing um, – a three-day mask-making workshop, Ooh. and I'm also going to be doing several demos, which I'm I'm madly scrambling to to build stuff to take with me, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to judge a couple of makeup competitions at a a big event there, and we're going to do some some book signings nice. as well. Since the, since the third edition's out now, and the second edition has just been released in Mandarin, so we're going to kind of have both the uh, the new English version and the uh, the Chinese version as well.
1: Oh man, we should, we should, totally put that in. we should, uh, we should put a link to that in the, in the show notes, the, 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 the third edition for those of you that are not aware of Todd's book. It's, uh, yeah. It's pretty, we, pretty I much can the even Bible. give him
0: a discount coupon,
1: a discount code. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll, well, I'll put that in the show notes. That's a, it's a fun thing. Um, I got my copy, um, which is awesome. And there's some really, really cool things in it. So, uh, yeah. Well, oh, I, I, yeah. I there to, are. To, yeah, well, while well, I got it through the post, so I was like, oh, I just kind of stop what I'm doing and just like flick through. But yeah, it's a hefty tome. But the book doesn't stop there, does it? Because there's like this whole companion no, website, online a bunch content,
0: of stuff. because there's so much new stuff. We had to move stuff that had been in the previous two editions to an online uh, presence to make room for all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I and I don't want it to sound like it takes anything away from what's online it's it's all formatted just like the book so it can be downloaded uh and read offline and it's it's fantastic stuff i think there's probably 40% of the book is new or updated stuff wow
1: it's pretty good going fella i know it took a Thanks. big chunk of your year up to, well, to get all I, that you together helped.
0: you you helped man
1: i di- well i i did some bits and bobs but um but yeah no it was lovely to, to have a, a partner but I know you had to write a lot of stuff and also compile a lot of stuff and you work with a lot of people you know to make it worse well. a lot of stuff and a lot of contributions I can't even speak a lot of contributions from other people I really haven't had that much. I've had like three sips out of this class That's it's <laughs> sure. not the alcohol talking <laughs> sure whatever yeah that class okay. um, yeah no um, so I yeah you is, is there's a lot you know oh no yeah, Aaron Aaron uh,
0: Kruger-Meekash wrote the the new forward and for those of you who haven't seen it yet it's um a great image of, of Twisty the Clown on the cover.
1: Mm-hmm. you yeah, know, American uh, Horror, Horror Story. photo
0: taken by, by Mike McCash, and the makeup was done by Mike and Aaron and Chris Nelson.
1: Funny you should mention him. Um, I uh, got to interview him at the prosthetics event. Cool. And we'd not met before, um, but he was the nicest guy. It was lovely. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. He's, he's a very tall person, too. Very tall, but very gracious and very... Um, just a nice guy to talk to, you know, and Ooh, well, I'm glad was, you got to meet him. Yeah, no, it was amazing because we'd not met, and we well, I spoke briefly beforehand. I was kind of hoping because I came up on the Friday before. But I got in quite late and had stuff to do. And I didn't want to bug everybody because I know Neil and Lisa and obviously and everyone have been setting everything up. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, they've probably been run off their feet all day. And I'm quite happy. So I just did a bit of research. So I just watched Halloween. <laughs> I watched the original <laughs> Halloween in preparation, just to kind of uh, get into the vibe of it. And uh, yeah, I had a great time. So the prosthetics have event. Have you seen the new amazing. one yet? No, I want to see that. I wonder if it's I coming seen it out the cinemas here yet. Yeah, I'm sure it has, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. Because um, you know, it looks it looks like a lot of fun, and the stuff that's in it looks really cool. Have you read the the prosthetics well, all, magazine?
0: All I'm hearing is great stuff about it. Oh, that's good. Well, it sounds no, like a I lot of fun. I have not gotten my latest issue of prosthetics yet.
1: Okay, we need to get that to uh, you before. Yeah. When you fly to China, are you going via anywhere, or are you going direct? I am flying and Los Angeles straight to Guangzhou. Okay. I have visions of you in like a layover Heathrow for a couple of hours. I, I'm just trying. Oh, to get a I copy wish to
0: that would uh, that would be that would be great.
1: No, I'm going the opposite direction. Oh man. Oh well this this prosthetics event that was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, it was it was the fifth one. And it was in Birmingham. It's a one-day prosthetics event. It's kind of like, a, you know, like a trade show, like a makeup trade show, but it's specifically mm-hmm. about prosthetics. And um, it was such a good time. There was a, there's a Facebook group of, me with a lot of photographs and everything, but got to see Don Lanning again. And um, and he was there and he's like, oh, how's it going? What's that podcast coming out that we'd, we'd done? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I've been bam, really busy. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it done. And like the following week I'd finished up all my jobs and then I could finally finish off the edit and everything, and get them out. So, um. But yeah, it was really, really cool to see him and it was just a lovely, time. Well, that's that's going to be part of my in-flight entertainment. Oh, cool. It's it's funny, you know, because even though we were there, when I was editing it and listened to it again, it just brought back everything. I was like, oh my God, I want to start. Because it's just, it's from the heart. He just knows... You know, how to get to you. And it's, it was fantastic. He's, he is one of the most passionate people I've ever met. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. But he really gives the goods. And I think, you know, when he has his classes, and they're not big classes, he doesn't have like hundreds of people in a class. Um, no, I'd love to take a internet. class from him. Oh, they're very good they're very cool but his talk was great and yeah we had a great time so that was cool but um there was it was a very sweet thing that happened we had i had an email from somebody called um well i i pronounce it iris but she pronounced it iris cuz she's from estonia and she's mm. a a colleague of a lady that i did a makeup for i sculpted some prosthetics for a a movie that was filming out there and I, about a year and a half ago um, and that was all fine so I had some kind of contact with that, and then she was going to go or a friend of hers was going to go this, this Iris was going to come to the prosthetics event and she booked her flights and she booked her hotels but she hadn't gotten around to getting her tickets and unfortunately when she Uh, went to get her tickets they were all sold out
0: oh man Um, it was
1: awful and she emailed me and said oh you know is there any way you can figure it out oh let me see what I can do so I spoke to Lisa about it and uh, each ticket has like you know a unique code on it and I tracked down a few people and I found a couple and there was one girl Sarah I know who was on a show and we were chatting about some effects she was going to do and she was like oh I can't make the, the trade show and I was like oh and I suddenly put two and two together and I said oh do you mind if and I got her to send me you know the photo of her ticket and I, I sent that reference through and we got the refund sorted out and then it was You'd just nice man. and, a, cu- and a, cu- a couple of other people had done the same thing because as you can imagine a few of these things happen. but it was just really nice and then I completely forgot about this because um, we did all this you know the week before and then at the trade show this lady comes up with a bag and says hi I'm Iris and I was like Oh yeah, how are you? And she was like, oh, and it was just like a hug and that and she gave me some wine and some chocolates. It was just as a thank you. And I was like, oh, it's really sweet. It was just nice because it for me it's just a quick phone call and a couple of emails to sort some stuff out, but I can just imagine that the the sinking fear when you see that all the tickets have gone. And, uh, and and it was
0: it was he kind of the feeling kind of the feeling I had at Monster Palooza last year when I-, <laughs> I arrived at the show and you come running out saying there's a problem. And I think <laughs> you're not gonna let me in no
1: um there are no prosthetics <laughs> you're gonna have to go back to the house <laughs> what wow. a dick that was the stupidest thing oh i was so stupid i can't believe it after all the trouble that it took to fucking get the i flew the bloody molder i had to pay excess luggage for molds in my fucking bag to texas but you know where what? I went first it's unbelievable
0: Bottom line it turned out great it did
1: it was good it was, it was a
0: beautiful make. happy with it um, you made some brownie points man oh it was
1: terrifying. I felt so bad and I think I told you like this is before the show had officially opened on the Friday and I'm running around trying to find a place where I can get internet connection on my phone to call you because I'm in I'm in the states I've got an English phone it's not an easy thing for me to get online. Just roaming around because it cost a fortune, and then you know I'm walking past Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero, and they're chatting. You know, and, the, and I'm just like ignoring all these things. I can see <laughs> them, but I can't engage with any of it because I've got to phone you somehow through Skype or something to say, um, Todd, I've really screwed up. Yeah, and meanwhile,
0: my my battery is dying, and I'm stuck in traffic because of an accident. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to be an hour late coming back yeah it was
1: <laughs> the cards were were all lining up it worked out in the end wrongly oh it did work out in the end though Thank. but God. it did
0: work out great
1: but that was the thing
0: uh um, thank goodness you know the the people in our business are are so good to one another you know we needed stuff and all he said here we've got some take what you need
1: yeah it was amazing and like um Oh, it was just yeah. Everything just came together, and Dan, you know, for mouth effects, he was uh, he he had an airbrush and everything ready for me, and it was, was like oh, yeah. dude, oh, it's just like oh, mate, and he's like yeah, you know. And there's me thinking like you know, we just got like a bunch of stuff. Like so, no, it was his kit. He was letting me use it. I was like, that's so nice. Just yeah, it was just lovely, 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 lovely. So thank you very much for, that. Was Dan Gilbert who? Um, well, you just have a face know. people can't say no to. <laughs> well, that's kind of you. <laughs> but i don't think so um talking of um um, people that were very nice to us when we were there i just want to give a shout out to the motion picture effects guys um oh yeah they had some ball cap plastic which when i hear someone's got a new
0: bird's a champ
1: uh, yeah i mean when i hear that there's a new ball cap plastic i'm like yeah whatever and then they gave me some what no they had some samples i think there and then i mentioned oh do you guys sell like the chips you know there and they were they were in the process of getting that ready and they didn't have them for sale i think at that time and then we used some when we were at vincent van dyck's because vincent very kindly let us run some pieces there and the 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 stuff was good but i was so thinking about other things i didn't really focus on it anyway they sent me some packs um to try out and the chips of the chips and i yeah
0: jeff sent jeff sent me some too i love them
1: well i hadn't used them at all for, for months because I I just, you know, we moved into this house in April when we were away in Monster Palooza. I came back and I, I came back to this package a few weeks later and I kind of stowed it away and then but the workshop was getting done up. I couldn't get anywhere near it. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I, I found the packs again in the box and I'm cleaning up and setting up the workshop. And I'm thinking, oh, I should try these out. So I dump them in a bottle with the acetone, shake them every day or so for a week. And then I try them out and I, I ran some pieces for a job Week for last, and um I can't tell you how good this plastic is amazing. And he hasn't paid me to say this. I just I thought, well, I'll try it on something and we'll see. I mean, how bad can it be? You know, it's just it. It can only be at worst like a normal cat plastic. And yeah,
0: no, I agree. It's do you know what I mean? I had stuff. nothing to
1: lose, it's, but it was just water like clear. It's water clear. It's really soft, and I found it hard to make it too thick. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I would spray it, and the first ones came out fine. So I kind of sprayed a few extra layers on the next one just to see if I could overdo it. And you kind of can, but it's not easy to do it badly with this stuff. It was really good. So I found it very strong. I left it overnight before demolding them. I found it strong, but really soft, really flexible. And it mm-hmm. didn't wrinkle as much on the edges. So I don't know what voodoo magic they've got going on there. But um, I highly recommend uh, the ball cap plastic for Motion Picture Effects because it was very, very cool.
0: Yeah, they sell it at, sell the chips and they sell it already mixed and ready to spray. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. As well as well as the concentrate um that like like everybody else sells.
1: Yeah. I mean that was fun as uh, going into motion picture effects cuz it's it's uh it's it's in that kind of uh, that is it, it's in a North Hollywood kind of little area. Am I uh, sorry North Burbank. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, there's this whole strip, isn't there? We got these like really funky little shops, and there's that Halloween shop and uh, Morphe. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood. The road. Really, really cool neighborhood for effect stuff. And um so I pop in there, I think, to get a magazine. I was going to get makeup artist magazine, I think. And then we got some bits and bobs. And then we bumped into people. Do you remember? And there was like there was a girl from Australia there, and then somebody else. And then I hear, I think Rob Burns had come in or something. And it was just like, oh my god! It was just all these people obviously are in town for Monster Palooza. All just kind of meeting in 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 um, you know motion picture effects. It was just it was just really cool. And then there's a yeah, giant, you know, the Kazoo sculpt head of, of Dick Smith is there, and you know, behind glass. And it's just you know, it was just like a really nice, funky little epicenter of cool shit. It was very cool. So uh, that was a good memory for me. But um, yeah, so to get this. Cat plastic stuff was good. Anyway, I'll stop banging on about it. It's going to sound like I'm being paid by him. I'm really not. I just I, I loved it, and well, I just wanted be to mention if it.
0: Another batch shows up in your in your mailbox. Well, I
1: don't know, but we gave me like you know a few packs, and it's like one pack has done Jesus probably about three liters, four liters.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
1: pretty good stuff, but um, you know it's good stuff. And I'm not denigrating bullies or super bullies. They're fantastic, but. Um, it's interesting because in the states, obviously, it's it's expensive to ship a lot of flammable stuff.
0: Well, that's one of the beautiful things about having the chips mm-hmm. is you can fly, you can travel with them.
1: Well, Neil does it as well. Neil no has the, uh, the beads. Neil's beads are very good for that very reason too. Um, but it's just you know, it's like everything. There's there's different kinds of stuff, and it's just good to try stuff out. But sure. uh, I would highly recommend the um, the effects ball cap plastic. It's fantastic. I've got the pack over there. So I can't remember the name of it. Can you remember the name of it? I'm a dick. No, I should have I'd, I'd have
0: to run in the shop and and grab it. I've I've got one left that I haven't used.
1: Okay, well I'll I'll put a link up in the show notes for this anyway to that stuff. But that's cool. It's good stuff. Very good stuff. Oh, and one last thing. <clears throat> I've got. Um, I bought a 3D printer. Nice. Welcome to the the dark 24th side, fourth century. And I know a lot of people are. Like, no, you're twelve. I'm like. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, it's not going to stop me from doing the things I love to do with sculpting. But there are some things I'd like to be able to do with 3D printing um and uh yeah i, I mean i'm going to be a complete spaz with it for a while i'm sure and screw it up and get angry and do all the rest of the things everyone goes through like that it does take
0: a little while to to get stuff dialed in
1: to the way you want it to to go mm-hmm. well i bought i spoke to christopher dumbos and he recommended a bunch and i was talking to some other friends and the cr10 kept cropping up and i kind of thought yeah yeah i should look at this and it had a nice big build base because one thing i wanted to do was something that that would at least do a face size print yeah. comfortably um and the cr10 was was not two bags about 420 pounds or something like that and i got the the, the cr10s which has some modifications uh cool. it's supposed to be souped up a little bit from the cr10 yeah,
0: having that big build area is huge advantage
1: hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. So, I've assembled it today. I've had it in the shop for a couple of weeks, but I've been too busy. I haven't had a chance to get to it. So, I've assembled it today and I've gone through some tutorials and I've leveled the bed and all that kind of stuff, but it got late. So, I'll come back to it tomorrow. But, um, yay.
0: So, that's fun. Well, the printer, the printer that I have, the Lulzbot Taz 6, uh, has just come out with a new extruder head, um, for their mini. But, but they have an, the adapter is finally ready now, so you can put the, it's a 0.25 millimeter head that'll allow you to do layers as as small as 0.05 millimeters. Wow, it's fifty crazy, microns. Yeah, so and, and it's it's three hundred bucks. The adapter for it to fit on the TAZ is fifty bucks.
1: That's crazy. I'm I mean, gonna scrape it's, some it's, scrape yeah.
0: some bucks together and get that because the level of detail is starting to, uh, for for filament printers now, is starting to approach resin printer quality.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. I May end up being one of those people that just gets addicted to. <laughs> and then, you know, one printer's busy, I need another one to print something else. It's so <laughs> like, I have to get another job or sell a kidney or sell one of the kids or something. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, we should probably get on to our main topic. Or yeah. Topics for the day. Yeah. Um, we 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 are now recording this at the end of November, so a month has passed since Halloween. How was your Halloween, by the way? Did you have a fun one?
0: It was terrific. I, I, I was home so I could hand out candy to the kids and scare them, and I was in the process of finishing up a build for a production of um, a Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. uh, the musical version that Alan Menken did the music for, my wife music directed, and I did some... Some special effects stuff for it. There's one number uh, when when Marley's ghost visits Scrooge, there are all these other ghosts come out. So I did masks for the ghosts and I did did Marley's makeup. So I test drove Marley's makeup um, on Halloween and scared the crap out of a bunch of kids and their parents. (laughs) It was it was lovely. That's why Halloween to, hear, door, to hear to hear the screams of children and adults echoing through the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, what a lot of fun! And you know it kind of worked. Then you're like, "Yep, that's going to do it." Yep, job. it
0: worked.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, we was good. We had um we had a, a party here at the house. Um, and that was fun. And my son. You have a
0: great Halloween house.
1: Well, well it's it's awesome, yeah. Because we moved to this house. It's a a, a a late sort of Tudor barn that was converted in seventy six into a house. So it's got all the beams and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of spooky and dark. Where of this little private, I say private road. What I mean by private, I mean there. It, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not like a gated community. It's it's just up a road where. The government don't have to clean and sort the roads out, (laughs) so it's Mm -hmm. uh, there's no there's no street lighting up this road, (laughs) and (laughs) there are are potholes in it, so you've got to take it easy. Um, But um, so it's very dark. Is my point? Is what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, it was perfect
0: for Halloween. Perfect
1: for Halloween. But I kind of like like sleeping in a room where there are no street lights, you know, illuminating the room. But that was cool. But uh, yeah, we had a great time. My son, one wanted to be like a kind of a he just wore a mask. He got like a stalwart kind of mask. Because he was going to sit for makeup, but uh, my eldest uh, wanted to be Nosferatu, so I just knocked up this uh quick latex, you know, headpiece and made a nose and everything, and laid the hair on. It was good fun. I will put some pictures on the blog on the on the notes for this episode, but we had a good time.
0: He was probably the hit of the party.
1: Yeah, it was good fun, and he's he's taller than me now, so he can kind of pull off, you know, the look. Um, because he's tall enough, and I found this old black coat, which weirdly, it's a coat I bought when I was about 15, having seen the Lost Boys. So I wanted a coat like David had in the Lost Boys. How tragic is this? So I bought this full-length woolen. I saved up a bunch, and I got some Christmas money, and I, I bought this coat, which at the time came down to just above my ankles, this long dark black woolen coat. As close as I could find from this store, and uh, I found it in the loft recently after the move, and was like, "Oh, that'll fit Jamie." And it kind of comes up just below his knees. It's like Jesus. It's you know, it's uh, it's not as long on him as it was for me, but um, but yeah, he looked the part. It was cool. It was really cool. Great. Right. So we had a lot of fun. But obviously, as is always the case at Halloween, you start seeing the zipper faces and the pencils through the nose thing and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> Um And there was there was some interesting stuff. I'm not going to name names, but there were some interesting things happening with broken glass being placed on legs and all this kind of stuff. And it just kind of made me think it would be – could. I don't want to go too much into with the hate thing, but I'm just like, for fuck's sake, all these stupid ideas – that people would defend as makeup ideas. I mean, if you're putting actual sharp things on your skin and then putting a mountain of fucking wax to hold it in place, um, you know, you go to a party or something, or you show someone else how to do it and they do it for a party, you know, and they turn, you know, walk into a door or something because they forget that the scissors are six inches further out from their head. The normal. And suddenly it's a trip to the hospital. Yeah. And it was just like, please don't put actual real sharp things in your head. That's really stupid. And then don't get shitty when people tell you that's a bad idea either because that just makes you look like a dick especially when there are Oscar winning <laughs> makeup artists on those forums who are say who presumably you're going to try and appeal to at some point for work who already already pre-proved you as a, you'll be on that list behind stores where they like don't accept checks from this guy. Yes, don't you know burn I mean?
0: those bridges before you even start across.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a bit like what are you doing? But um but yeah, so there was a lot of that kind of stuff. And when at the uh, prosthetics event uh, one my demo and in the the thing in the in the makeup artist magazine, which um, the prosthetics magazine, which we did, was the um, you know the, the the screwdriver in the eye thing. Yeah, we wanted to talk about safely doing things that stick out, but I just wanted okay. to touch a little bit on bad make bad Halloween makeups, and I don't mean bad as in like unaccomplished because it's, you've never done it before. I'm talking about actively doing stupid and dangerous things in the name of makeup because mm-hmm. um, it's bad.
0: Yeah yeah like like buying contacts from a a mall store
1: mm-hmm. just because you like the way they look, yes, yeah, and there's a lot of that I guess that 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 um that can happen uh i guess partly because of the price point um and yes, I guess a lot of them aren't not that expensive, but a new pair of eyes is quite expensive
0: cool. and you and as at present, you can't get a new set of eyes.
1: No, no. At the time of writing, um, uh, that's not something we can 3D print. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I don't know what it's like in, in the UK, but in the States now, you can't buy contacts without having a
1: prescription. Mm, there are ways around it. Um, oh, sure. There's there are ways set, th- yeah, There's ways around it where people do it. And I think the, the, the problem is <clears throat> probably a lot of people that will put them in won't have any adverse effects. Um, and that then makes it sort of okay in everyone's head because anecdotally, it's mostly all right. But it's just if it does go wrong, it goes wrong in a bad way with something that you can't easily fix. Then you're kind of screwed. And more more to the point, you don't want to. Well, you don't want to do that at all to yourself or to a friend, but you don't want to start thinking like that for productions. And there's a—I had some messages recently. um, I won't go into names or what it was, but there was someone, a a friend of mine, had done something for a low-budget feature, and they'd gotten some contact lenses in for this actor. She didn't put them in. She had nothing to do with them. But um, he put them in, and they weren't fitting. I mean, there was like a gap between his eyeball and the lens and the corners. And it was like that could scratch your corner and everything. And he was like, the actor was like, no, no, it's fine. I'll carry on. It's like, yeah, but what if like you wear them all day because you're fine and then tomorrow you're not fine. Or well, in the end, I think it was irritating and they, he took him out, but it was just like, mm-hmm. it made me think this sort of thing happens a lot where I think people get pressured to do something which kind of isn't really in their pay grade. They shouldn't be doing it, but they don't no, want to say no. Uh, they don't want to say no. So they're going to go ahead with it. And it's kind of like, I don't, you know, just because, you know, you have, maybe you, you can't off the top of your head think of a really bad incident with lenses, but it's just if it goes wrong and you're doing it for somebody else and it's a production, they may be sweetness and light. And then when they can't see the next day, then suddenly they want to sue you. And now it's like your insurance won't cover it because <laughs> they aren't. And, med- and you're finished in the business. Yeah, um, it's, it's just not now worth Now you're working at, working at a
0: fish and chips place for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. well we need chips, you know, don't get me wrong, but... Um, if you had ambitions and there's, they were soiled for a, for a bad choice like that, that's kind of bad. I'm going to be speaking to Cantor Nissel, who make lenses over here in the UK. Uh, they were at the trade show and we, we had a chat about coming up to a podcast. I'm going to go up to their studio their factory oh they uh, they do great work uh, yeah they do they, they do some great stuff there's a there's a guy there that works they, a, a, they,
0: they've been doing some really actually since the
1: prosthetics event and during the prosthetics event they've been posting some great
0: images on instagram
1: mm. well they're one of those kind of weird kind of quiet, secret things that people don't realize that they've done all this stuff i didn't realize they had done all this stuff because they're, they're things that you've seen that you know you know like they use lens text like i know um, gemma and um Richard from um, a real eye company and you know, the people that are on set doing the lenses, but I had no idea like the places that made these and the people that made these, you know, uh, obviously cause you've got to have a certain laboratory and, and the stuff they have to go through the, 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 the licensing and the checks they have to do and all their pigments mm-hmm. It is hundreds of thousands of pounds a year in visits and approvals. And every country they sell to has the different regulations so they have to have a, someone come and check, and that that test you have to pay for as the facility. It's it's quite and that amazing. information
0: right there should be the red flag that don't fuck around with your eyes, people.
1: Well, that's if, yeah. If
0: the that make the lenses are having to to go through all of this scrutiny and checks and checks. Thank goodness, you know, it's the same way with with um, everything that we take for granted in life you know airplanes mm. you know if, if if uh the aircraft maintainers just said w- did i walk around and said oh it looks good to me and off you go yeah uh, there'd be a lot fewer people on the planet
1: well that that is i mean that is the the curse of doing something well isn't it if it's like you know uh obviously there there's a lot of money that gets spent on things like flights and stuff that don't go anywhere near the work that's actually done like there's a lot of profit involved or taxes for example yeah but there's a lot of things that do get done and uh you know through diligence and hard work and if a plane doesn't crash no one says anything do you know what I mean so it's like the shit that didn't happen is the thing that no one isn't moaning about <laughs> so um yeah there's a lot of stuff that, that goes into this stuff so it's one of those things where I can understand why people would want to kind of you know, save a bunch of money by doing something. But I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you're going to be doing stuff for shows, particularly, please know that just because up to this point, when you've been doing low budget stuff, you've kind of got away with it. If you're dealing with somebody's eyes, it suddenly legally becomes a different thing because uh, a contact lens is considered a medical device. And that takes and the more a often different you do
0: it, the more likely something is going to happen because you're
1: playing with the law of averages. Mm. Yes. And, uh yeah, it's just it's just not worth it. Um, and Um But with this whole sort of bad makeup thing, because like, obviously at Halloween, people that perhaps previously wouldn't do makeup are doing makeups and stuff, and you'll see a lot of, like, stores coming out with, like, you know, cheap bloods and cheap this and cheap that, and then mm-hmm. equally the following week there's a bunch of stories of people whose skin had been stained or their hair was ruined by a cheap blood that was kind of staining. And you kind of go, yeah, that's, you know, that's what you Or get. they were <laughs> allergic
0: to... To one of the materials in in this cheap makeup and broke out in in a
1: rash. Mm. Yeah, so it, it's a weird one because it's like if something appears in the store, I, I guess the uh, assumption is that every single check that is required has been made and that's not always yeah. the look, case. Yeah, look, the packaging is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe just because it didn't get back to them or the company's not there anymore. Anyway. It's just, you know, I just... I just I, – I think I'm trying, just trying to implore people. If, you, if you're going to intend to do this for a living, please don't completely fuck up your reputation by fucking making someone blind or damaging their eyes or cutting them with with, with glass or something. And, you know, even if you think you've kind of taken precautions, it's kind of like – this was kind of what the, the demo was about. It's like, you know, the lengths you go to to make something safe and work correctly mm-hmm. – Um, are not obvious when you see the finished thing because the finished thing looks real. So if you see that and think, oh, that's just glass, and then use actual glass, you're kind of missing the point. And, you know, there's an awful lot of effort that goes into these things, like the checks on an aircraft, like the tests and everything on the contact lens pigments and all that kind of stuff. There's so much work that goes into it to avoid the problems that when the problems don't happen... That then breeds a kind of an arrogance in people that weren't aware of the work that went into it. So it's kind of like, oh my god, yeah, well, which is why I want to speak to Cantor and, and see it myself and speak to them and and get that kind of vibe because it's like I appreciate you know you may never you may never be in a position to spend three or four thousand pounds on a lens and a lens deck. I get that, but it'll cost you more than that if you lose your career. That's all I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? It's like if yeah, the job well, can't afford it, then it can't afford of, it.
0: I think a good example of of it's you know the makeup you did for our article in in prosthetics magazine you know it's the the screwdriver in the eye but you protected the eye even though the the device itself is is really lightweight and not not uh, something that is harm going to be harmful because of the way you manufactured it you're still putting it over someone's eye mm-hmm. and you took great pains to make sure that the eye was protected, as well as providing a base for the the piece to rest on, so that it would not flop around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that's really important.
1: It is, and the the, the the sheer irony of it is that when you do all that, no one sees that, so they don't know that that went into it. <laughs> and then you know that that and that can happen, and that can backfire in a couple of ways if people don't realize the work that went into it. They just see it. And they go, "Why did it cost so much? Or why did it take so long? Or why did it whatever?" And it's like, "Well, because the stuff underneath. And if you want it tomorrow, it'll look exactly the same, and it will sure. not absolutely will not wobble around during a take. And if she does walk into a wall, the the the, the actual sc- screwdriver center will buckle and break instead of mm-hmm. her break. You know, it's just that kind of stuff. It's like it's all been designed for that, and that just takes time. And uh, frankly." It didn't look that hard on faith off, you know. It's like you know, well, well, fuck just, that just attitude, because we're doing
0: makeup, just because we're doing makeup doesn't mean we don't need to take all the same safety precautions that say guys who are doing strictly special effects um, squibs, for example, mm-hmm. you know, for for blood hits that you know the little squibs are actual explosive devices that are placed on the body and then they're triggered. These are all done by guys that have to go through – jump through a lot of hoops, mm-hmm. certainly over here with the federal government and ATF to to get licensed to do that stuff. Yep. Because they are explosive devices. They're class class four explosive devices, and you can't just tape it over somebody's chest with a blood pack on top of it and – Hope for the best. <laughs> and, and go. Oops, no, I put the charge on the wrong side. <laughs> We you you only want that explosive charge to go one direction,
1: yeah, not into away the
0: from the yeah, person, yeah, yeah, not into their body cavity,
1: yeah, or or the face of somebody that stood next to them, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's like all of these things are considerations. Um, I'm actually going to talk. I've, got, I've, I've managed to, there's a there's a a, a special effects um, guy that I met on Game of Thrones. Who we got on very well with who hopefully I'm going to be speaking to you before Christmas about these very things. That would be great. Uh, so yeah, because he 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 is one of the chaps that does have that kind of skill and is licensed to do that kind of stuff. So uh, that'll be fun to talk to him. And he has a a, a YouTube channel called Everything Goes Bang because <laughs> 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 he just likes to blow shit up. So uh, well, who doesn't? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. So that was just a little gripe about bad howie makeups because it was just like you you see a a surge of these things you know in desperation to try and get likes on facebook and it's not it's not that that the makeup itself is bad although i would argue yet another fucking pencil up the nose is very unimaginative um but it's it's more the case of just being sensible to not not think oh i'll use a real pencil and i'll actually stick it up the nose it's like no because mucous membranes because Drinking because forgetting and nudging mm-hmm. and uh, you know, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't like it, please don't.
0: Well, you know what? You know what else chaffs my hide What's besides that? stupid Halloween makeup? What's that? Stupid questions. <laughs> oh, you know, they they say there are no. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just there's just stupid people.
1: Who ask stupid questions? What who, stupid questions? Who asks, who asks? Stupid people who ask stupid questions. Is, is this is um, this pertaining to anything in particular that you? That's yeah, actually. Your okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I
0: get I get stuff like this all the time um, through you, my website. Do you need website. to take a minute before you get furious? so you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm perfectly worked up. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, for example, you know I. Here's one. I said. I'm interested in getting some custom prosthetics for cosplay. Also interested in private or small group classes. Right. Okay. What kind of prosthetics? When do you need them? What's your budget? Am I supposed to reply to this? You didn't ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. More of a proclamation. Yeah. Um, and this is from somebody who's obviously been to my website because they went to the, to the contact Page. Hmm. So they've obviously looked around and been to my class page that says very clearly that there are currently no classes available. Right. Or you get stuff like, can you make me a vampire mask for Halloween? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, I can.
0: (laughs) Yes, I can. I mean, I got one um, not too long ago that said, is there a way for you guys to make me something? I'd like to be two faced for Comic Con next year, but I don't have any of the materials or experience to do it. Could you let me know if you guys can help me and how much it would cost, etc.? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I replied asking which Comic Con where this guy's located or girl, I don't know I don't know if it was male or female, and if there was a budget in mind. Right. Crickets. Sound of crickets.
1: Yeah. See those, but see now that, that those are not necessarily questions from makeup artists, but they are good things to bear in mind because you're going to get if you're going to do makeup, you will get these. Well, I get like similar
0: stuff from people involved with production
1: hmm. that want to know if
0: you can do something, and they give you absolutely no information about the project they're they're asking. You know, yes. Is and- this going to require a bodysuit? Is it? A one-day shoot, uh, you know, they, they just ask an, a nebulous question that is almost impossible to answer. Yes. Because yeah. there's, there's,
1: there's nothing to answer. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah.
0: <laughs> so do
1: you want to try that again in English? A, can you
0: make me a Batman suit? Sure. Uh, would you like a vest with that or is it, you know, what kind of lapel do you want on
1: your suit? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It it is like going to a caterer and saying, I want food! How much is food? And then, like, (laughs) well, what food? For how many? When? What dietary requirements do you need? Are there any religious or health reasons we can't? Where are we doing this? You know, all Mm. those kinds of questions, and the fact that they didn't think to ask that. It's almost like you need to have, like, this screening process, like, if you want to email me with a question, you first have to answer these questions (laughs) first. You're in a queue of like, you know, just line up and someone falls over. What do you do? You know, kind of thing. And if you can't answer those three questions satisfactorily, you're not allowed to ask a question. Oh, dear. Yes, there are silly questions, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I get requests uh, if people, you know, if if I take on apprentices or uh, mentoring, and sometimes it's, it's, a relative of of some kid i'm not even getting uh, the request from from a kid, but it's an aunt or an uncle or maybe a parent and I follow up on it. it turns out the kid's like twelve or thirteen and <laughs> like, um, no, I don't think so. that's a little young to be apprenticing this kind of work. <laughs> But, you know, make some, and I make some suggestions. Yeah, it's it, it just get weird shit yes. coming up. All-
1: very odd. I'll tell you <laughs> who gets very good questions and he always posts them on his page is Rick Lazzarini on Facebook. He's oh, oh amazing. <laughs> some of the questions he gets asked <laughs> and his responses are so beautifully understated because you can just tell the fury that lurks beneath the surface. But it. <laughs> they're absolutely like, you incredible have,
0: you have a of an, an animatronic raccoon but i need it to look like a possum
1: yeah it's just incredible and he gets them on a regular basis and uh, uh i don't do animatronics myself but i can only imagine like you know the, the 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 feeling of like you know how much care and attention you put into things and then someone just says like yeah i need a, a tap dancing elephant tomorrow i thought you might just have one kicking around the workshop space and, Like, what fucking planet are you on That I would have every conceivable animal of every proportion and every color just waiting in a warehouse the size of fucking Utah the off chance you might want it. It's like, what are you on about? It's insane. But I guess that's the, you know, um, so many things in life are easily downloadable and accessible and streamable and uh, people forget not everything is like that. You know, if you're getting something custom made, um, (laughs) it's a little different. Yeah. But yeah, some very funny ones. The other thing I wanted to chat about quickly uh, was a thought I had. um, And I'm trying to think. There's been a few emails I've had over the year where people had taken on jobs or had done some free stuff or whatever. And it turned into a situation where they were sort of guilted into doing things or sort of emotionally blackmailed into doing stuff that perhaps they weren't in any position to do and they shouldn't have been asked to do. Um, So I thought it might be worth just talking a little bit about um, doing jobs for free and being taken advantage of, taken advantage of. So the, 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 the thing is when you start out, Obviously, you know, when you start, you're not likely to be handed a position of massive responsibility with masses of sums of money with a heavy hitting client when you start out. So it stands to reason, no. you know, that when the phone first rings and you leave makeup school, it's going to be someone who doesn't know who you are, but they just need some help. And they can't afford a lot. And that, that's a perfectly reasonable exchange if you can actually get something decent out of it. But I think my, my contention is that in their eagerness to please creative types such as myself, um, you often push those doubts that you may have away because you just want to carry on, right? You don't want to, you don't want to cause well, any I think ruckus. A,
0: I think it's pretty universal. It, it definitely happens here in, in the, the Colorado market. Mm-hmm. Uh, people unqualified for doing a certain type of, of makeup or effects get into a situation that they're over their head or, and it, not only does it do a disservice to them, it does a disservice to anybody else trying to make a living doing it because
1: they've undersold the value of the work. Mm -hmm. Well, there's that, but it's like you can, you can, you can do things, um, that no one's going to do like that. Like there, there, there are shows perhaps, or theater shows where, you know, they haven't got the money. Um, but they could offer you some good exposure or there's some, do you know what I mean? Not not every single job is going to have money. And it's just right. what, what I want to talk a little bit about is how you can do things for somebody, you can help them out. But when they take the piss and they take advantage of that and they can see that you're eager to please, you get predatory people that then try and milk that and make you work more or do more than you really should for free uh, and then make you feel bad about it and uh, i just wanted well, to throw a little bit it, of spotlight on that then i think it
0: comes down to it's a matter of education
1: yes well this is partly why we're having this discussion is to try and bring that apart so if you are somebody that has done that or you're in that situation um prick your ears up because i think we can try and put some a little bit of light on it mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah i think it's, it's 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 hard for some people to to say no mm-hmm. and 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 be take a stand on something, you know, get asked to do something that's outside of their wheelhouse and they, it's not that they don't want to displease somebody It's that they just don't know how to say, I don't know how to do that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's not even that actually, it's just the fact Let's say someone said, I'll give you an example. I'm trying to think of something like say someone needs a hand with something, say someone like, They're clearly in distress or they've got a problem and you help them out and then you help them out and then they ask for something else and then they ask for something else. And then, and at some point you kind of go, am I just being played Mm. here or is it, do you know what I mean? I've shown, I, I, a lot of people would ignore something, but then when you step out and you help somebody, it's possible that somebody could then take the piss and that's not to say, well, to avoid that, let's never help anybody everyone's basically just got to develop a backbone to say no at a certain point when they realize their worth. That's kind of what I want to get at. Um, yeah, yes, I agreed to help you with this project, but now
0: we're, we're beyond that. And if you still need my help,
1: this is how much it's going to cost you. Yes, because it's unreasonable to do that. So I wanted to, I had a little, uh, a mental exercise I thought might be useful. Um, is basically to, to understand your worth. So, if you're new to something, if you left school or makeup or job or whatever, you've done something to put yourself in a position where you're now going to do makeup, and you don't have anything to compare yourself with, right? So you don't know how much people charge because maybe you don't know anybody else that does this kind of stuff. What I think is a really good exercise to do for anybody is to um, understand how much it costs to stand still for a day and do nothing.
0: So so what I
1: think is a good exercise is add up all of your bills. Think about how much it costs for you for a year, your rent or your mortgage, how much it costs for your accommodation where you live, your car, your fuel, your food, your utilities, your phone, your computer, your insurances. Think of all the things you have to pay for in order to live a normal life that you currently experience. Add that up for a year, divide it by 365, and that will give you a number. And that number is how much it costs you to do nothing for a day. And it's probably going to be more than you think. (laughs) Um, And what I'm arguing is if that costs you that much to stand still for a day, if you do something for somebody for nothing, you're giving them that, that money because you could, in theory, make that money doing something else. So if you are giving them that money for nothing, if you know how much you are worth a day, you know, and obviously if you want to make profit, you've got to charge more than that per day. So, you know, uh, I think the first thing to do is to actually work out and know your worth. How much does it cost for you to exist? Um, and that actually that. Is, a, is a great exercise, and it's not that difficult to do. No, it'll take you five minutes with a calculator. You know, and it doesn't have to be balls on accurate. But it's just t- just think of like the, the the five biggest expenses that you absolutely have to cover, and then in the process of doing that, you'll think of another ten. And, okay, maybe you could drop Spotify. Maybe you could do this, maybe that. But the point is, once you've shredded all those down, it's going to, you know, you want to have a decent life and you want to earn money and maybe you'll be sick for a week so you can't work, so you need to cover that. So just know how much it costs. So all I'm saying is, if you're going to work for someone for nothing, then know that this is how much it's already costing you to stand still and do nothing. Somebody somewhere is expecting you to pay for the rent or the house or whatever. So if you have to pay that money to exist it's not unreasonable for somebody else to, to expect money for something that you're doing. Do you know what I mean? So I think the first thing to do is to believe actually that you have a value and that you are worth something. Um, having said that, obviously there have been times where I've kind of helped people out um, when doing stuff and I've done stuff for free or just for costs. Sure. Or pay for well, materials. I think we all,
0: we've all done, done things, you know, I'll, I'll take on a project every now and then because it seems interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I like the people involved. This is the thing. There's something where it's something I've never done before. Yeah. And you're going to help somebody out. They're going to, you know, but you get like good photo opportunities out of it or, you know, you get to meet, work with really nice people or you, you just generally have a good time. Those are all perfectly valid reasons. It's just when it migrates from that into someone actually taking the piss, you know, if you're not, yeah. if you're not careful, people can see the eagerness in your eyes and complete, take complete advantage of you and it's 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 not fair um so i think like i not be somebody's doormat yeah so just know how much you're worth and appreciate that you know in order to to come back tomorrow and do it again you've got to at least cover that um so it's also down to how you perceive the value of something like for example in my experience people are prepared to pay a lot of money for a camera or a lens or Mm or a digital effect or an actor or a location because you expect those things to cost money because it's not unreasonable to expect the latest technology to cost money. As soon as you say a pallet costs a hundred pounds, someone somewhere in production will have a, a conniption because they're like, oh, because that person doesn't associate makeup with an expensive thing. So you often get like, okay, here's my budget for the things. And then you get like a pushback because the person you're presenting it to perhaps has never bought makeup before and doesn't realize this cost this money. Um, And what I want to point out and what I think is very important. If you price up a job and you say, look, this stuff costs this much and they go, well, that's stupid. I'm not paying that. Anyone who does this job, who has to buy those materials is going to have to spend that money on those materials. That's not your fault. That's the cost of the materials. So if you're thinking I'm going to lose the job because it costs a hundred pound for a skin illustrator palette, it's going to cost anyone that. So if they get somebody else in, that person presumably will either use up their Skin Illustrator palette or they'll have to pay for a a replacement. So one way or the other, it's costing them something. And it's not right, I think, that you should be somebody who finances the job for them. If they're not going to pay you or they're not going to cover the costs of things, then that means you are actually helping to finance their film. So now you're a fucking producer is what you are. (laughs) You're not actually a makeup artist anymore. You're actually front the cost. Is there catering? Because this is the other thing. If there's catering, if there's a light, if there's a fucking camera, if there's an actor, if there's an effect, if anyone's spending money on anything... How dare they ask for? for, How dare they not cover the cost of makeup? It may be that they didn't think about the makeup to the very end. Well, that makes them twats. which is
0: which is often the case. It is, it is, but that just makes
1: them stupid at what they do. That shouldn't be your problem to suck it up. As well, I am just trying to paint a picture where you realise where you sit in the scheme of things, and it's it's quite common. I found a lot in makeup schools that, especially if they're they're young, they're female, and they haven't been in a position where they've been asked to price up a job before that that there are predatory producery type people who can sense that and then make them feel bad for wanting the money to cover the cost of the, the materials. And I'm saying, yeah. fuck that. That's what it costs. It costs anyone to do this. Um, if you well, even, can't get that money and on
0: top of that, on top of that is, you know, it's how did you, you know, what, what did you have to go through to get to the level of experience and expertise you have mm-hmm. That, you know, you're, you have to have these materials, but you're also charging <clears throat> for your time. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, you know, that comes at a cost because… Well, a lot of people don't know what their time is so- worth. And I think that's that's something they should do at makeup school is, you know, talk to you about business side of things and pricing things and what what's the going rate and all that kind of stuff. Because there's always someone that undercuts. There's always – I hear about it all the time. Someone's doing a wedding makeup, you know, and they're charging like $50 or something. It's like for all that and the products and this. It doesn't even cover the products. But someone somewhere yeah. will do it because they're desperate for the the work. And that hurts everybody. It, it does hurt everybody. Maybe they stole their stuff. Maybe they don't realize how much it costs or they're using really shitty stuff or whatever. But it's like that that just damages the thing. So. Yeah, basically, I think, honestly, if if the company the, or the people you're talking to are not prepared to cover just the materials, and I'm not talking about you, like, unrealistically seeing this as an opportunity to flesh out your kit with a bunch of stuff that you don't need just because you want it. That's, that is unreasonable. But if it literally is like, look, the least I can do this for is £150, that's how much it costs for all of the things you need. Here's the receipt. You know, I've done a a price up on a website. This is not me. This is them. This is how much it costs. If they're not even going to cover the cost of that, that I would take as a red flag. Do not approach those people. Don't just, I think politely decline. I think that's the first walk walk away because I think there's no shame in this. If they're not going to pay that. And I'll tell you something else. I think I've noticed that, um, and another thing, um, you know, you, you you may get the whole, well, I'm a fucking mover-shaker thing and I'll make sure you never work in this town again type speech. Seriously, if they're that influential and they're a fucking big hitter like they think they are, they would be paying top dollar. It wouldn't even come in your door. It would have gone to an award-winning makeup artist. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that they've even gone to a makeup school or somewhere cheap or they're asking someone who hasn't got a lot of experience, that in itself yeah. is a good indication that... They're not a massive influencer. They're not. They may become. Learn to
0: recognize a poser from a player. Yes,
1: because honestly, it might. I mean, having worked on Spielberg movies and things like that, when you when you are around people who genuinely are influential, they don't go around saying they're influential. (laughs) Just do you know what I mean? It's like being handsome or intelligent. That's not for you you to decide. Exactly. Don't you think I know? I don't know who I am. It's like so. If somebody gives you that speech, honestly, they're fucking not. And again, I would just take that as a red flag. And please, I honestly either told myself, you know, if this crops up, feel free to email us with this because we'll get in touch with them. It's, it, it's insane. It's, I mean, it happens a lot. And I just, I just wanted to bring it up as a thing that seriously, it's, I, if someone's that much of a dick, they can't give you a hundred quid for materials. They are not going to affect your future. That is bullshit. So you would actually... Do more harm by agreeing to do something than than to walk away. I think. I wanted to bring up a couple of posts on the on the um, Neil Gorton's nine one one. You've done one, Todd. You've done a post on the um, on the files called "How Much yeah, to and Charge." I,
0: yeah, and I should probably update that there. You know, with inflation and so on, it may. But
1: it, I think the formulas are still still valid. I think so. It's it's a really good read. So Todd's done one called "How Much to Charge," and that's Neil Gorton's Makeup Effects nine one one page. If you're a member of that. Um, you go to the files and you'll find that uh, if you're not a member, I do recommend you. It's free and it's fantastic. It's it's pretty heavily moderated because we don't want a lot of crap on there. It's it's very focused on helping people out and relevant stuff, so that's good. Um, the other one that's very good is Na- Naomi Lynch did one called "The Psychology of Business" or "Why Your Mind mm-hmm. Matters as Much as Your uh, Wine." Why Your Mind Matters as Much as Your Mold, um, and that's a very good read. And it's it, it starts off with like the power of no. Sometimes the answer is no, because in order for this job to proceed means you just have to suck up all the shit. And it's like, it's just not worth it. They're not paying you enough. Life's too short. Sometimes it's just their lack of planning has now become your problem. And it's, it, there is a skill in knowing when to yeah, say no exactly. and back off.
0: You know, uh, your, your state of emergency or uh, your lack of preparation does not constitute a state of emergency for me. Yeah, quite right. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll put this together as a bit more of a, an extensive notes because we've already started this as a, as a, as a good post, um, which is pretty dense. I think it's about two and a half thousand words in it, but I'm hoping you can wipe your eyes over it before you go to China and, uh, and, and edit me up a little. Uh, yep. So that would be I good. can, I think I can do that, but I, I do think it's fine. You know, feel good about walking away. I mean, honestly, it's not uncommon for people to think that if they rock the boat by asking for things that they actually need, they're going to get somehow sabotage their future. And uh, this client has this amazing connect- connection to the industry. And it's just like I say, reason one, if that client's yeah. such a big shot, why have they not simply gone to an established company and paid the big bucks? It's because they don't yeah, have it's it. It's okay sometimes to say no. Exactly. So, you know, all I'm trying to say is this does happen. And there is a remit to which you are responsible, but it's, there's a point at which you kind of go, no. So just keep an eye on that. And, um, yeah, you know, price broke, Look out like, for yourself. Yeah. You and yeah. And I, I'm not talking about like taking away jobs from people. I'm talking about a, a small theater show where they just need a couple of rubber noses. They've got like 50 quid for the materials. It literally is your first job. They can't afford anything. And maybe they'll go without the noses, but you go, do you know what? This is a chance for me to do some noses for a thing. I get 50 quid. I get some nice pictures. You know, it could be a good thing. And I've had some very, very nice experiences and some really good contacts from doing that. But if you did that kind of thing a lot, it's possible, like I say, you will get these predatory kind of producery types who are looking to make someone feel bad. And they're excellent sociopaths at making, you know, they don't care that you feel bad about stuff. And it's uh, be aware that there are going to be people to take advantage of that. And um, Well, and eventually
0: you'll right. be able to recognize opportunity from scams.
1: Yes. That's probably a very good way of, 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 of what to call this section i guess it's called experience yeah it comes at a cost uh some of it being sucked and i know this because i've had this shit happen to me too <laughs> you get to the point where you go Whoa, who, no. who, who hasn't yeah no it's really weird i remember doing a a, a theater it was going to be a theater thing and i went for an interview somewhere in clapham um and uh there was this thing and it was like a whole bunch of stuff Is like, and, and it was very explicit about how they worded it now like, are you prepared to work long days and long weekends without no pay and i was like no and then they were like asking why is that what why i wouldn't do it and i was like because i've got bills to pay strangely and it was just it was it was very odd it was like they were trying to weed out people that had the nerve to say no and those people Mm -hmm. presumably wouldn't be working for them so that that struck me as a very sort of predatory thing so it does happen it comes with age but it's just like i say it tends to be a lot of younger people that that may find themselves in that situation so not good
0: yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to to weigh the pros and cons of doing something for for free or for pictures or just for food. Mm-hmm. What what do you gain from doing that? Yes, that's it. You know, put you know, have a have a pro and con column and and put down some items. What's important to you? What what do you need to get out of it? What. Don't you need in your life and figure it out?
1: Yes. And do a bit of research on who it is that's hiring you because if they're coming at you with, like, oh, this is this thing, and I've got this thing, and I'm, these opportunities could, you know, and then you, they, they start sort of l- leveraging that and start asking for what you deep down know is unreasonable, um, look them up because if they've got no form, if they've got no credits, they're not an IMDb and all this kind of stuff, then it's like, well, there's a good chance they're full of shit. Uh, That's not to say that they may not do good things. It's just if they start taking, you know, huge chunks from you and it's unreasonable and you feel like you don't want to approach it, I'd say look into it. Because honestly, there are people, not a lot, but there are a fair few. It's just, it's not, it's not unheard of for them to be people that you'd be surprised. Like, wow, I cannot believe you're expecting people to do that for free. But I guess unless somebody says no they just move on to the next sucker. It's like, you know, you've, you just got to look out for yourself, but be aware that you love what you do and that's great. But there are people that know that and they play that, you know, they, they just take advantage and it's, it's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Say something nice.
0: You're preaching to the choir, mate.
1: Oh, there we go. So that's all I've got to moan about on that one.
0: No, I I agree with you 100%. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, bang on about that. Anyway, but if you've had that experience, maybe, you know, get in touch with us and we'll do like a little um, post catch up on this on the next post maybe. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that happens that, that needs to be sort of chatted about and put out there and maybe included into makeup. Maybe if you're running a makeup school, you know, include that in the curriculum, just a little thing, just a little something to make people aware of it. And like I say, the yeah. biggest thing is them saying something to make you feel bad. Like, Oh, if you do that, I'll make this happen or I won't make this happen. If you don't do that or whatever. And it's like, you've no business. It's to about
0: more than just doing, doing makeup. Yeah, it is.
1: It's, it's doing makeup. It's in that, Yeah, it is. It's doing it in that professional environment. And that's hard sometimes. And not everyone has the chops to do that. But the thing is, I think, especially nowadays, if you're going to be working, you know, gone are the days where you work for like the BBC and that's how you made your money. Now you're Mm a freelancer mostly. So you, it comes with that, that those set of rules. It's like, you've got to be prepared to engage with that because that's, and it's not
0: that hard
1: to make part of your routine. No, no, it's true. So have a think about that. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us here at, the podcast the podcast email address is stewartandtodd at com, and we're on facebook and instagram are we on instagram no we're not on instagram I am. you are we should have an instagram page let's I'll, all right let's make one let's make one um some interesting news uh having a battles with bits of website coming very soon Yes, in the process, with stuff. With stuff. Um, I'm I'm in the process of doing it. See, here's the thing. I started the blog I've got now, learnmakeupeffects.com dot com. Christ, eight years ago, around then, and that was before we had the podcast. And now we have got the podcast. This podcast has taken on um, an energy of its own. Admittedly, there's been some big thank gaps you this year for that people. Yes, thank you for listening. It's awesome. We've got. I think we had about up to forty seven and a half thousand downloads so far. Really? Around wow. the world, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, not, I mean, it's not. It, it, this is not like you know, uh, you know, uh, like a Hollywood insider type podcast where you get millions of people listening to it. But the people that do tend to listen kind of, you know, uh, uh, are serious about what they're doing. So necessarily, it's going to be a smaller group. So I'm always impressed when people get in touch and say, "Oh, I really enjoy such and such," or you know, they t- they take the time to email. Um, and it's been a very shit year for me. I mean, this year has been a very disruptive. You know, I had my, my dad passed away in February and then we moved in April and it was just all kinds of stuff and having to deal with that, that kind of stuff. And um, so there's been big chunks of time where I've had massive amounts of work and trying to sort out things at home and with dad and it's all just been a big mess. That's pretty much all done now it's all kind of come around the last few years. It does suck to be an adult, but, um, but it, it has meant the podcast is kind of, it, we, I've still been doing it and still happening and it, it's still going and it's, it's going stronger than ever. We've got several, uh, in the can, a couple, I still need to edit c- uh, coming up soon. Some big hitters as well, but, um, we've got uh, some good stuff, but I just wanted to mention, we will be having a, 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 um, a podcast website. So there'll be a dedicated website for that. So, um, like I said, I've been using my blog, website as a place to post these, uh, now that'll be fun to start things, but, putting stuff up on that. But it'd be nice. Yeah. And we can both, you know, update that and it will just be, like I say, just for the podcast. So that'll be good. And some merch, we have some merch, we have some, some very cool merch and we've got some giveaways coming. Fun out, stuff. So, uh, and that's going to keep growing. Yeah, I hope so. And it's just, you know, it's not, it doesn't make much money. It's just, it's to finance the podcast really, because obviously these, these take at least a day and a half to produce. It may not seem like it, but it takes like a, it takes about a day to record, edit, upload, write the blog post, do the photo, all that. It takes about a working day for me to do that. Um, and sometimes that I haven't got a day <laughs> because it's been crazy. I've This year I've worked on stuff on The Crown. I worked on another show called Giri Haji, which is coming out next year, I think. It's like a Netflix BBC thing, um, which is like Japanese gangsters and Russian gangsters in London, modern day. So there's lots of nasty shit happening with blades and all that kind of stuff. So lots of gory, choppy, nasty, bleedy things happening. Um, so I've been doing some stuff for that. So I've been very busy with real jobs, like the week that I got this workshop viable. I had like, a, I hit the ground running and had to hire people to help me out. Cause I was I overwhelmed with stuff. So um, yeah, it's all going on. So this year has not stopped for me, but the love of this podcast has not waned in the slightest. I've been, I felt like a kid at Christmas with presents. I couldn't open. That's how it felt. I've got some podcasts. The next one we've got coming up is outstanding. It It's really good. So, I mean, they've all been fun, but we've got, we've got, probably one of the best and well-known prosthetic makeup artists in the world uh, set aside. So, and that's uh, the only hint you're going to get. That's any hint you're going to get. But, um, but, it, but, but that was awesome. And that, that was recorded in August. <laughs> it's been, it's been that busy. I haven't had time to get it together. So I can't uh, believe it's the end of November. I know. It's crazy. Tomorrow's December 1st. Yoink. I know it's insane, but you'll be done. You'll be back in time for Christmas. Yes, I will. I'll
0: be, I'll be back just in time for my birthday which is very very cool. It's a big
1: one too. Oh man, I have to come over to Colorado and celebrate. Yes, please. When is your birthday? What what's the birthday? You December happy December to- 16th. December 16th. Man. I have to get you a little present.
0: Birthday I share with Ludwig van. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even have a van. Mr. Beethoven. <laughs> Ludwig's van. <laughs> yeah. Free candy inside. Nice.
1: I wouldn't trust him. No,
0: he's got shifty, shifty eyes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm still Jonesing on the the Monster Palooza vibe.
1: It was amazing, and listening to the uh, the trailer chat one, like the <laughs> ago, I listened to that. I've listened to that several times. It just makes it's me smile. Great. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I, do you know, I was doing my accounts today, and I was, I was sorting out my receipts, and I found my receipt from Nigel's. And I spent uh, about three hundred and fifty dollars in that place. <laughs> well, I mean, it's easy to do. Oh man, it was very cool. So uh, yeah, it took me right back there. I was like, oh, I can't believe that was all the way back in April. I'm. I need to go yeah, back. in. Aaron's. Ber- Aaron just had a birthday. Yes, I saw. Yeah, it was very cool. She had cake for breakfast the next day, which is the right thing to do. So, happy birthday for then, Aaron.
0: And if you see Sam and, and uh, Adrian. Tell him I said hey.
1: I shall. I'll do that now. That's amazing. Cool. I want to do it again. Yes, sir. Well, well, when are you off to China? I leave Tuesday. Okay, we'll I leave and... the 4th.
0: I arrive in China on the 6th, so I'm I'm in, in the air for a whole fucking
1: day. Wow. Did you manage to get your seat sorted? Yeah. Cool, because the aisle is not good for the Todd. I think you would have had yeah. more fun in the luggage above the seats. <laughs> could do the splits. No, I, may, I, I, may,
0: I may find an empty uh, overhead compartment and sleep in it. There
1: you go. Yeah, you could do the splits, do a Jean-Claude Van Damme, and just one <laughs> leg in one, one leg in the other, span of the aisle. <laughs> Walk beneath me, if you dare. <laughs> I had the chicken. <laughs> Mind out. <laughs> uh, what do you spell, chicken or fish? Oh, <laughs> That's part the quiz. Oh dear! But you got to pass the time somehow, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to listen to the Don Lanning podcast for sure. I've got plenty of music, and uh, I may. I'm giving two two PowerPoint presentations: one at this event, and one in my workshop. And I'm pretty proud of myself because I I translated them both into Chinese as well as. Having English oh, cool and and I think I did a
1: pretty good job. Have you learned the chinese? Are you going to deliver it in Fuck, the- no, not yet <laughs>
0: no, I, I can say yes and no, and that's about it okay Chinese Chinese is a difficult language yeah, I can imagine actually cause it- thank god for for the translation apps on on your phone now i, I've, I can I can speak English into my phone. And it will repeat back what I just said in Chinese.
1: Cool. That's pretty neat, isn't it? That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Talk.
0: We're I've, getting close to – they've even got these wireless earbuds now um, that you can put one in your ear and one in somebody else's ear and
1: have a conversation. Wow. That's getting close to the Babelfish territory, yep. isn't it? It sure is. Amazing. What a time to be alive. Woohoo! <laughs> and let's be getting excited about rubber noses. Crazy talk. <laughs> I like rubber chickens. I'm going to start the podcast with that.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. That's what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Yay!
1: That'll be fun. Good rubber chicken. All right, dude. Dude, this was fun. It was really cool. Good to speak yeah. to you again, man. Have a good one. Likewise. Take like it. Can we do this I'll, before I'll, I'll, you go? Let's do a, yeah, one more before you go on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I don't know where, maybe Saturday or Sunday or Monday, but maybe Monday night you might want to just be home and...
0: Well, my flight's not till six six p.m.
1: So, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll find time between now and then. Let's try and do another one before you go. That'd be great. All right, mate. Oh yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. You too, man. Have a good one. Take care.
0: Bye bye.